We're back, baby, after two weeks off. Uh, Live from the dead. Uh, Just barely. Welcome to a therapist and a lawyer walk into a bar. I'm Caitlin. I'm John. And we are your co-hosts of this podcast, which is a companion piece to the newsletter Dialoguing on Substack. And we're so glad that you're here. This podcast is made possible by our paid subscribers over on Substack. And if you'd like to support us and let us know that you like what you're doing, um, you can head over there and support us that way. You can also review and rate us on Apple Podcasts and now Spotify, too. Um, Some people have heeded the call and Mm -hmm. rated us. Um, but people haven't put words to digital paper yet. So if you're feeling brave and you want to be the first one that lets us know what you're thinking about this with your own words, feel free to do that. Um, we're on both platforms now, which is fun. And we've got our first meow of the episode. So hot start. Which one was it? Do you know? I think it was Dan. I mean, I think just to summarize what you said there, it's, you know, comments and money talks bullshit walks right isn't that kind of like that's kind of like our mo here is that it's like you know that it's something that i feel uncomfortable about and then you have to make it worse and yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. you know yeah no and what in like let's just pause for a second Mm And what just happened? Were you feeling uncomfortable by me asking about those things? Like, what what prompted mm. you to make a joke there? Mm. Other than hating me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that, yeah, I, there was like a little bit of like, oh, she's doing this part. Uh-huh. You know, we're putting on the loop to doop to doop. Sure, you know, sure, sure. You know, like little show. And then... Uh, you know, let's, let's, you know, soften it up a bit. You know, that was, I guess, my thought. Process. Okay. Okay. How would you say it? No, I'd say it just like that. And then with me putting that in like I did, I think it was. Oh. Like, <laughs> you, you lob them up and knock them out. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... Thanks for doing the hard work for us, as usual. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be vulnerable, and then you'll just cut me off at the knees. Yeah. Perfect. It's marriage, right? Perfect. Um, So we've spent about zero minutes and zero seconds together since the last time we recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we've had a couple days together, but truly... We haven't really talked <laughs> in any sort of significant way, really, since we recorded two weeks ago. You went away on a trip, mm-hmm. then you got sick, then I was at a conference, and, you know, it, time has... It's like we were roommates, and then, you know... Uh-huh. Did you ever have, like, a friend who had a roommate who, mm-hmm. like... They didn't really know that well, but they, you know... Mm-hmm. They lived there, and then, then, like, they never saw each other? Yes, Yes. Which just seems to me to be just like a wild way to cohabitate with somebody. It's just like, you know, you're, I'm sharing a room with you. I'm, sh- I'm sharing our room, but I'm sharing like this space with you. Uh-huh. I've got no idea who you are. Will I wake up in the morning? No. I can see benefits and drawbacks. Like, I think if you have like, if you both agree to that kind of 
arrangement. I could see it being great. Um, yeah, just as someone who's like kind of an introvert, like, like you're not going to want to hear this likely, but I didn't, I missed you when, so he got really, really sick. And so he was in a different room. Got the vid. He got COVID and you basically court cause you got back from the trip and I barely saw you and then you found out you were sick. And so it kind of worked out great. Archie and I didn't get it. You stayed in a different room. We barely saw each other. And like, I definitely missed you, of course, but I also didn't mind having a little bit of like space, like mm. sleeping in the bed alone. And like, I could just kind of do my own thing. Um, and when you live with somebody, whether it's a roommate or a partner, eventually you start doing everything together, you know, and we've, or I think over the last decade, we've learned to be like, Hey, do you want this to be like a night where you, for me, it'd be like reading in the bedroom or maybe sometimes I have a show I'm like really into that you're not into, but I would say for the first, I don't know, seven, probably until Archie was born, we probably did everything together most nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think so. But I think it's different, though, because, I mean, you, you sure you had a little break from me, which I can't imagine was enjoyable at all, especially as enjoyable as you're, as you're saying it was. But what do you mean? Just having a break from me. I just can't imagine that there's anything enjoyable about that. Um, but that's not what I said. I didn't say break from you. Just like time alone. Those are two different things. I know. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, but I'm saying like, but something totally like a stranger, like I live with a stranger. Hmm. You're thinking, you're thinking, you're saying from like a safety perspective, that would be weird. Not even from, I mean, yeah, that for sure. Check that box. But also just like a, comfort level were you friends with your roommate in college your first roommate like dorm roommate oh, yeah, sean Colley is the best okay the only problem was he, he was a, a car salesman okay. on the weekend <laughs> so he would leave to skokie <laughs> to sell people Audis. wow and, did uh, he make good money yeah no i think he did i mean you know i That's think he kind was kind of a genius mostly... like weekend job for a college kid jesus it's not like working at McAllister slinging french onion soups no yeah sean was sean was a, a man ahead of his time we'll say serious yeah he was a delightful fellow um but yeah but always gone so it was like really difficult to but I, yes that i think that experience and i know plenty of people in college who had roommates who they did not get along with, which is even stranger because you're like sharing a room, not mm-hmm. just a a space where you've got your own room. I mean, you're like, you know, yeah. sleeping. I can see like a dorm rooms working well for like middle school and high school kids, but like it seems weird grown adults sharing a room at this point. Like I did it for my freshman year and it was fine because Sarah and I really it was kind of ideal. I mean, I think it was ideal. I don't want to speak for her, but, um, it seems weird now, now that I'm older, I'm kind of like, and I guess the point is like cost savings. Like, is that, I guess I wonder if there's like torture maybe is like developmentally. Did they think that was like helpful or part of the experience? Like, I don't know. I just think having your own room with a door is like very important. Even if they split the dorm room in half, like, 
I just think you should have. Oh, there's our second mm. Stan. Oh, is Ernie? Hi, Ernie. Okay. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I for me as like an introvert. Mm. <clears throat> But people would do that with the furniture in their rooms. I remember that was like a big thing. Like people oh. would put like, you know, the way they would put their beds and their desks would be a way so that the room is kind of oh, divided yeah, in yeah, half. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh-huh. you know, was there, and then it was I like, that, yeah. who gets the window? Who doesn't get the window? Oh, I got the window. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the nice thing about Sean Coley leaving every weekend. It was like, you know, I right. just had. I was like a, you know. That's had, kind of amazing. Yeah, I had Sean there during the week at class. We That's know, an unusual situation. Totally unusual. And then we had sweet mates and my sweet mate, Jeffrey, um, he was Jeffrey. An, he was an upperclassman, so he didn't have a roommate. So we had Wait, we, he was like a junior? Uh-huh. Whoa. And so we had um you know, it was basically just Jeffrey and I sharing this like mm. large bathroom. And Jeffrey worked at Neiman Marcus, and you never mentioned Jeffrey before. Oh, Jeffrey! Jeffrey worked at Neiman Marcus. He was also the bouncer at Kelly's Pub, mm-hmm. um, for all those in the know. And um, uh, he had the finest bathing products. Oh, that I had never seen. And probably Beyond haven't my seen wildest since. imagination. Do you remember any of the name, the brand names? Oh, there was a whole. I mean, I mean, everything was. I, I, mean, I bet he smelled amazing. Yeah, and I used to take it. <gasps> oh, Honey, that shit's expensive. So expensive. Jeffrey, you can invoice and us. He called. No, he called me out. He I'm called, sure he did. Yeah, he yeah. was not. He was not shy about that. I was yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. He's like, <laughs> John. You didn't, you, you, you didn't smell like that me. yesterday. It's you and it's me. <laughs> Sean's not That's here. It. Sean's That's out it. slinging. There's no one else. No um, one else, bud. Was that common at DePaul for upperclassmen to stay in the dorms? Well, the the dorm that I was in was brand new okay. when I went there. So a lot of people were very interested in staying there. Mm. So <clears throat> um, there were, we had a few different upperclassmen. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious how much it costs. Like, I could see that being kind of like a cost savings. Could be relative to, like, you know, if you were to go, go get a studio apartment in Lincoln Park, you know. I, yeah, no kidding. I don't have no, I don't know. You know, and that was in, like, 1920s dollars. So oh it was just, like, a couple, couple you know, silverback coins silver dollars silverbacks the silverback gorillas <laughs> Green, greenbacks um how did we get here uh i drove here from work oh then, being sick yeah oh. okay yeah so we haven't really spent much time together um how's the last week two weeks been for you yeah, I mean, COVID, it, it's not fun. It's, yeah, it was uh, worse than you had it last time. It was bad. Okay. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, um, it kind of like last time, it was 36 to 48 hours of torture. Okay. And then slowly coming back into the world. I don't know why, but I made the choice to start rewatching Band of Brothers while I was uh, deep in Oh, COVID. I never asked you what you were watching. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's a very loud show when you have a headache. It's not the yeah. So you didn't pivot; you just stuck with it. 
Yeah, that's how bad it was, you know, like the effort <laughs> of changing the channel. And, oh, God, know, it's so funny. Yeah. I was I talked in one of my newsletters about what I like to watch when I'm sick, which is typically something very familiar, which you have watched this. It so is familiar. So, that's why I wanted it. Okay, I, I okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, but just familiar in a, you know, kind of a different way. Murderous and loud way. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so... Mentally, what was happening for you while you were quarantined in a room smaller not than a dorm room? Not, 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 not much, much was happening, was happening mentally. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of effort. You know, the, you mean the thing that was interesting to to really experience is when I was done with the quarantine, I could go out into the world, but I had to be masked. Uh-huh. Is that how far we've gone from a period of time where? People would look at you weird if you weren't wearing a mask. Right, right. To now, like, if you are wearing a mask, they're just like, what is wrong with this person? I couldn't. Yeah. You know, they're just, like, so, con- like, you know what's going. I can't, have you watched the news? Have I know. you cracked, like, you know, the front but page what, of anything? But what I think people misunderstand, there's a guy at my office who, like, I get stuck in the elevator with this fucking guy once a week, and inevitably there's somebody with a mask on in the elevator. And he'll make some quip, like, oh, this person, you know, doesn't know that COVID's over. Like, COVID really messed with them. But what I think people don't realize about people who typically are wearing masks is that they're trying to protect other people from themselves. I think a lot of people see somebody with a mask and they think they take it personally. And they're like, oh, they think that we're all infected. Mm, You know what I mean? That's my, maybe this one guy has really tainted my perspective, but that's kind of the sense I get is that people take it personally. And they're like, well, I think that there are people who wear a mask because of the other reason as well. For sure. For sure. For sure. But I think I think what I understand to be true is that it's more about, protecting other people from somebody who might be ill. Well, yeah, I mean, not that this is, you know, um, a comprehensive study, but in my COVID sickness, I also rewatched The Big Short. Oh, shit. Fuck you. Yeah. And, um, oh my God. Was it as good as you remember? Yeah, it's great. Um, I mean, it's great in how horrible, um, well, I just mean the Ryan Gosling of it all. The finance world is. But, um, yeah, well, him and then also... Christian Bale. Brad Pitt's character wears a mask. Brad Pitt's in that? Oh, man. Yeah, you gotta, no, he's not. you got to rewatch it. Yeah. Okay, I'm checking the tapes. I'm checking the tapes. Keep talking. Um, so he wears a mask, and, and he's he wears it just because he's very paranoid about... Um, you know, people, what they're unleashing on him. Oh, my God. He is in it. Yeah. Oh, God. He's so... So he's one of the, he's one of the people that isn't, I, I think, concerned about infecting other people and more... Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Max Greenfield looking like a stud. Okay. I got to rewatch that. Um, okay, so you noticed that. So mentally, you were nowhere. There was nothing happening for you. It seemed like you did a really good job of letting yourself rest, which is not common for you. Yes, I did. I was very impressed. Let myself rest. I took care of myself. Um, I was very mindful of getting sleep. Yeah. Um, very conscious about things that I were doing that was making me feel good and feel bad. Oh. 
attunement. Good and bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Was, was. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I think I came and I shed, you know, a lot. It was a very, you know, I think it was, it was kind of a, a, a necessary penultimate, not penultimate, necessary kind of, you know, what's the word when it's like the thing, you know, the, the, the apex moment, uh-huh. you know, kind of like going, 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 doing, doing, doing. Oh, it slowed boom, you boom, down. Boom. Yeah. And it was like kind of unnecessary. A forced slowing. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was like, you know, you're, you're playing, you know, you're at a sleepover with your friends. You're playing, in, you know, Nintendo, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. It's overheating. Boom, boom, boom. You're just going, going, going. Putting the game. Doesn't work. You got to take it out. Um, you got to go. Blow on it. <laughs> That's probably going to be very unpleasant in our listeners' ears. But I think if they, if you know, you know. Yeah, you do know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think we both have a tendency because I just I'm now you got sick and then I got sick. Not COVID. Just another garden variety cold. Um. Because I think we both go, 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 go. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that I hope we can, maybe this can be a goal set for 2024 of like, whether it's like planning our year ahead of time and like protecting certain weekend and like literally like writing on the calendar, like self-care weekend or like keep it simple, stupid weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think... Since we went to Portland a couple weekends ago, I mean, it's just been, like, nonstop. Um, You mean last month? Yeah, last month. And you, like, so you saved my life today and took Archie to daycare, and I got to sleep in, and it was fucking life-changing. And I can't believe, I mean, I thought of it last night, and I I wouldn't have thought to ask you that. I would have been like, what difference is it going to make? Like, just, like, power through, whatever. And it was... It felt, like I said, it felt like it changed... What did I text you? It was like... It changed the course of history. Um, no, it changed the momentum of where things were going for me energetically. Like, I was... <clears throat> I knew I was going to get a break soon. Like, I'll have Friday off. But I, I, I was just, like, careening towards this thing. And by making that one little adjustment and just a couple extra hours and, like, changing the way that we typically do things, which is, like both of us going at warp speed to get things done and Mm -hmm. you know and then just by doing that it's like i felt everything shift it was amazing Mm -hmm. um and i think the problem is is like we are very very good at like running the business part of our marriage like Mm -hmm. if you saw us like setting up for a party or if we just moved into a place like you've never seen people teacob taking care of business the way that we mm-hmm. teacob. Yeah. Um, and that's amazing, but it's also a problem. And I think, I mean, God, we've just done this. We have so many days where we had nothing planned and then we went to Ikea and then the day ceased to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's yeah, a goal set for 2024. Two points. Two points. Okay. In 2024, mm-hmm. we we can start talking about oh boy goal sets for our next decade of life together because this will be we uh-huh. have completed a decade uh-huh. ten times around the sun. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing is, did you ever sometimes like? 
take a different route to work, even though your work's not far, but just to like yes, change it up. Mm-hmm. And you do. Yeah, even huh. though it's like three streets over. Okay. What are your what routes do you take? Um. Sometimes I take. You typically I take Elm because I want to see the dogs. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if there's a lot of traffic coming, I'll go down to Dahlia. But that's like once every three months because usually there's not a lot of traffic. So typically it's Elm. And then sometimes I'll turn right on Mexico and take Mexico all the way down. Sometimes I take a left on Dahlia there. Mm. I just switch it up. I kind of just let the spirit move me. Wow. Okay. Sounds like you don't. I've seen you drive, you know, from afar. And you definitely let that spirit move you behind that steering wheel. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. That's for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I'm in the car, it's my time. Okay. Yeah. And I can listen to music and I can dance any which way I please. You sure do. And I do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you've got nada, nada tostada about how the last two weeks have been. So my newsletter two weeks ago was, a- excuse me. I don't think it was nada. I think, I think we just filled many minutes of content. I know, but you, I, th- I thought you were going to, I, yeah, I was just curious how you felt during that time. And it mm-hmm. seems like. You did the right thing, which is like you didn't really feel much. You just let yourself get better. I did, which is for Amazing. me a huge accomplishment yeah. because I'm normally just... It's the first of its kind. Yeah, like just in a, a fit of, um, I guess, like a shame, guilt yeah. spiral about not completing things and yeah, and then it just makes me try to get better quicker. And, right. Yeah. What what do you think was different this time? Hmm. What was different? What was different? Um, I don't I don't know. I couldn't tell you what what I mean, I think I think it really was just like being totally burnt out and being like, mm. Thank fucking God this happened Aww. and okay. I can you know So you had some gratitude for it while it was happening even of yeah. like okay. Yeah, it was kind of like it was almost like when you were a kid and you got sick and you were like, Ooh, I don't have to go to school. Oh wow. Good for you. Okay, okay. Um Oh, some housekeeping I wanted to bring up was um, the simulation of this podcast. So a few things that we have talked about have been brought up in the New York Times, like right after we posted, like the week we talked about how to break up with your therapist, the New York Times, that Thursday, the day it came out, released an article about that. They're listening. And then when you talked about not knowing how to dress, I saw like three things about that on Substack that same week. Um, it's crazy. And then I was listening to my favorite podcast, <clears throat> Nobody's Listening Right, um, shout out, and which I think in a lot of ways this is our, this podcast is inspired by because it's about a married couple that just kind of shoot the shit. And um, the one I was listening to, I can't remember if it was current because I'm still working through the back catalog, a plane went overhead just like we had last week and they both made the same comment of like, whoa. And then um, they talked about Quantum Leap. Mm. I was like, this is Hmm. trippy. 
So I just wanted to put that out into the universe. I don't know what we're going to talk about today that is going to show up in my feed next the next few days, but I suspect it will occur. Band of Brothers. Maybe Band of Brothers. Um, mm. It's been very strange, so I just wanted to put that out there. Mm. Um, and then, so yeah, my newsletter from last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about was about sleep. And I know that you have a storied history with sleep. Um and I guess I was curious two things. One, what do you think your situation with sleep is? And then two, what really works for you personally to help with sleep? Um, I don't know what, what, you know, what the history was. I mean, I've always been a, like, I remember being, you know, seven and being up before anyone in the morning. Like just being the first one, just like liking to be up early. Um, and in, at, a, at that age, do you have a like? Was it you were you afraid you were going to miss out on something? I mean, I think so. I think there's yeah, a little bit of kid FOMO. Um, I think I think maybe it was kind of too. I mean, you know, back in the 1950s, we only had one TV for a family, and. Um, no, but in the, in the 90s with my sister, it was like there was a, a battle over like oh. who could watch. And so if I woke up Are you early, serious? I could just pick whatever Jan, I want. Jan, are you hearing this? My, you know, like, mind you, I mean, this is the days of cable where right, right. I just had to watch what was on. And weekday cable in the 90s. I mean, you've got westerns. You've got infomercials. Okay. You do have Sports Center. Oh my God! So, which didn't come on until I want to say six. So, if I was up at five, it was like sometimes it was like pool tournaments. So I'd be watching like <laughs> pool. This explains everything about you. At like five a.m. So, or... and would your parents get up when they heard you, or you just no, like, no? My, my 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 dad would typically get up. I think at like he wakes up five thirty okay. or so. He'd come down, he'd make coffee and just like be half alive and then go back upstairs, you know, shower and get dressed. He probably wouldn't come down until like 630. Okay. And then. And at that point you've watched several pool tournaments and half of Sports Center. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I know how to do trick shots. <laughs> I, maybe there was a poker tournament and, oh you know, God. I'm figuring that out. And, um. Oh my God. Yeah, and then my mom wouldn't wake up until like seven something, and then. Okay. And then when's Jana waking up? Seven. Okay. You know, she was later, so. And then does she come downstairs and she's like, put on, girls just want to have fun? Yeah, well, then my mom would want to put on GMA. Wait, she's been watching GMA that long? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That river runs deep. Wow, I didn't Mm. realize that. Okay, okay. So, yeah, then, you know, then that was my time to, to leave. But, you know, that's a, a good two hours. You know, the, the t- difficult part, speaking of problems with sleep, my dad had problems with sleep, too. And, like, I would wake up at five and sometimes he wouldn't be able to sleep. So we'd go down and lay on the couch and wake up. And, and he'd always put on, like, westerns. And uh, okay. I would just, like, you know, be like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he asleep where I can like, like, and he would ha- you always have the controller like in his hand. <laughs> and 
have to like try to pry. It's kind of like operation, you know, like don't touch the. It's air. like the opposite. Usually, parents are doing that to kids. You yeah, know, like. No. <laughs> Volume's low. What do you, I mean, I'm sure your dad's a heavy sleeper. Did he ever wake up? Yes. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Okay. okay. Um, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've just always woken up early. Always woken up but early. But the three thirty a.m. wake ups. I mean, that's that's. I think is that of your adult life. I think it's you know just kind of yeah. It's of, of the adult um, life. I don't I don't know when it started. I think it's also just kind of I don't know. I mean, when you get older, do you need? You feel like you need less sleep. <laughs> Categorically, untrue. No, that's a fact. <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously, uh, an, an infant needs the most. That's got has that gotten better? The three thirty wake ups, or no? No, it, it is sometimes, sometimes yes, okay. sometimes no. I feel like I'm not. Maybe I'm getting better at sleeping through them because I'm not noticing it. Mm. Granted, we have only slept in the same bed two times in the last fourteen days. So. Yeah, no, I think I did on. <laughs> Sunday and Monday. You did? I, did? I didn't. I didn't last night. Last night, I think I slept. And are you getting out of bed? Or are you just? Or staying that just in says bed? last day. Last day. Last day is any day that happened before today. Yeah. Last day. Last day. Um. Yeah, I don't think it happened last day. <laughs> but the the last day before last day. Well, speaking of Archie, he hasn't come out here or made a peep. Yeah. Uh oh. He went down, like, he didn't go down. He like, accepted submission to his bed very agreeably, which yeah. is suspicious. Anyway, okay, so do you, have you just been staying in bed when you wake up at 3.30? No. You've been getting up? Yeah, I get up. <laughs> wow, I'm just like, ow. Yeah. I guess I took NyQuil, so maybe that's well, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe my eye mask is helping. Okay, okay, so it's still happening with regularity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the key there is done to uh, okay. lock that back up. Okay. okay, it seems you know. I mean, you have a certain level of acceptance around not getting a lot of sleep, so you don't seem to really care or be yeah. bothered by it, which no. is interesting. Um, what do you have any sleep hacks that you think work for you, or any things that you think aid in that, or not really? Well, I think you're you're mentioned about temperature, which I will say this is the first episode that I listened to purely the or I consumed it purely from your oh my voiceover, your voiceover. which I didn't do this week, which I keep hearing from people that they prefer, so I need to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm always so tired on Sundays. I need to like I've been sick. I, this is not the last couple of weeks have not been a good barometer of my ability to do things, but I need to get back on that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, but you mentioned temperature. I think temperature is very important. Okay. Um, I'm in a creek. I mean, pillow, uh, I think is important. Okay. You know, I mean. Yeah. If you have a, if we go to a, like an Airbnb or a friend's house and they have a good pillow, you're tearing that fucking pillowcase off and you're like, what is this? What brand is this? For sure. <laughs> I feel like, you know, if, if I were um, like a sheet or a mattress salesman, it'd be so great. You'd just be like, come on, 
You spend a third of your life on this. Where else do you spend a third of oh, your life? Oh, nice, nice, nice. Buy nice. it. Yeah. But don't don't play that on me because we're not getting a five thousand dollar mattress. Yeah, that's a weird thing that you just did. <laughs> you walked yourself into a corner. I mean, I don't want to spend that much money, but and. I think something of that ilk. I mean, we do need to get a new mattress. I think we've had that one for almost a decade. And I want a firmer mattress. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Like the one at camp. Okay. Um, we have a plethora of mattress store options. We do. But Casper has a cooling mattress now. Okay. Um, and it seems like it's firmer. Okay. Um, okay. We could stop at the... They have a brick and mortar at um, Oh, they do? Mall. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, oh, the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Sorry, AZ. Oh, it's their first ever. Well, I guess good for them. Okay. I I'm sorry. Is this Texas Rangers corner? <laughs> sorry. I just got a little thing on my phone. Um, okay. And then this week was about... Taylor Swift and IFS. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't really told me what you thought of the newsletter. <coughs> yeah, no, it's it's. Um, I thought it was a, a good m- melding of those mm-hmm. two things. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not a Swifty. Mm-hmm. I'm not an anti-Swifty. But um, so I don't I don't have as much connection as to what each of those albums mean. Uh-huh. Um, you know. Taking taking your word for it that those uh-huh. are each components of herself uh-huh. that come out. Uh-huh. Um, Do you feel like you can understand better why? So I put in the thing in there about how people think that we're obsessed with her. Mm. And that it's really, I think, really more about how we feel about ourselves. Does that make sense? Like, do you did you think that I was obsessed with her? Past tense. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a misapprehension. That it's. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to be obsessed about with her, but that really, it's. But it is, I think, about how we leave feeling about ourselves. Each album, or how she just any a song, her tour, the movie, the documentary, like it's. Some of it is about being enamored with her, but some of it is about, like, what she causes people to believe about themselves. Mm. I, I I don't know. I, I haven't okay. spent, I think, enough time thinking about okay. Taylor Swift. So, you know. But did that come I across have... in my newsletter? Yeah. That, that I was trying to express that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You still don't believe it. You just think I'm obsessed with her. Well, I do think you're obsessed with her, and it's, you are. It's okay. You know, it's it's great. I mean, it's a very positive, inspir- inspiring thing to be obsessed with, right? Yeah, I yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like obsession. Like I've been obsessed with things in the past. Oh, like what? Um. Well, I was. Obs- I had a period where I was obsessed with Josh Duhamel. Do you know who that is? 
okay, I do, but I can't ever imagine that that was more It was. It was all I could fucking think about. I remember being in church and just thinking about Josh Jamel. Huh. (laughs) Did you have Josh do Hamels like bracelets made? No, 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 but it was consuming. Like, Taylor Swift feels like a choice to me. Like, I'm seeking it out. I had, like, intrusive, like, I couldn't stop thinking about him. And what, how old are we? <laughs> I think I was, when did When a Date with Tad Hamilton come out? Let's see. Because of When a Date with <laughs> Tad Hamilton? <laughs> but then he was on that show, um, Las Vegas. Okay. When a Date So 2004. So I would have been... <laughs> Um, for 16? 16. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, yeah. I think a 16-year-old obsession is different than, yeah. you know, a 30-year-old <coughs> obsession. Oh, my God. I was so obsessed. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. And then, you know, I talk in the article about parts, which I know that you resonate with because that's how your therapist does therapy. And I am now obsessed with it. Um, Dr. Josh Jumel? No. Obsessed? Um, it's closer. I guess we should probably have like a Jumel scale. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Jumel? I think it's Jumel? 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 Because it's D U H A M E L. Correct. Dumel? Like a dumb camel? A dumel? judged so, um, so where are you with IFS on the Dummel scale are you like a 10 on the Dummel scale I would say if my peak obsession with Josh Jamel was a 10 I'd say I'm an 8 and I would say Taylor Swift is like a 7.5 okay alright yes or mm-hmm. a 7 because <clears throat> the thing about Taylor like I said is a ch- it's a choice whereas the, like IFS is like I have intrusive thought like I think about it. I'm having dreams about it. I'm writing about it. Like I'm feeling very, um, it's triggering. Activated. Yes. It's triggering all these things. So what part mm. is obsessed with the parts? Uh-huh. I've actually thought about maybe at some point doing a demonstration of IFS on you on here. Mm. Oh, that could be interesting. Not today. Not today. That's um, a teaser. It's a teaser. Um, what part of me I think the part of me that's obsessed with it is the part that wants to feel effective and I feel like it's a very effective modality um I think I feel excited about it I think I just know how it's made me feel in the little that I've done with it and Mm -hmm. Like I wrote in my newsletter, like it really does feel like this liberation of stuff that has felt so stuck, like things I have struggled with, like, like, um, you know, the, like just the stuff you can't stop thinking about that you just feel stuck in, um, or like feelings that feel stuck in your gut, even though you try so hard to like 
work through them and talk through them and reason and rationalize and whatever, this modality, I feel like it just unlocks things in a different way. Um, and when I went to this conference, <clears throat> I don't know how much people know about this, but like when you're learning something in the therapy world, whether it's in grad school or at some of these trainings and at this conference this last week was the internal family systems conference here in Denver, you learn through practicing on other people that are there with you. So <clears throat> you're part of the, I think they call it like didactic learning where it's like some of it is just being lectured um, PowerPoint, whatever. Mm. And then a lot of it is experiential. So you break off into these groups and you're like practicing the modality on each other. And so a lot of the way you learn is through receiving the type of therapy. Um, and so this last weekend I did a lot of work using this modality. And the thing that really struck me was how much, I think I walk around thinking I know a lot about myself, and I do, but, and, this practice, if you really do it and you work through the different types of, like, exercises and questions, every single time I was like, that's what's underneath everything? Like, that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and being like, oh, like, that's totally not what I thought was driving yes mm -hmm. and, and the relief and like it almost felt like they call it like this unburdening and it literally felt like this weight was lifted of like i don't have to carry that anymore like mm -hmm. that's not a thing anymore um and to feel that <clears throat> in the course of like an exercise with a complete stranger is pretty profound um mm -hmm. and i know you've done ifs with your therapist like i'm wondering if any of that resonates yeah no I'm feeling surprised quite often surprised i mean it, it's really surprising how um adapt adapted our minds are to create these protective layers mm -hmm. and mechanisms that mm -hmm. shield you from so much of what is really really going on right you right know? right like <clears throat> in the way, you know, you build a house or a shelter or whatever, you mm. know, or a weapon, you know, it's like it really is blocks a lot out and it can completely skew you, especially in terms of interpersonal relationships to feel like, why did this person do that? This person, you know, like must hate me and blah, 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 you know, and uh -huh. it's like, hmm, do you think that the person actually hate you like mm -hmm. this is a person and it frequently comes up with us where like we'll get into an argument and i'll be like oh, you know there's like just this gremlin -y part of me that is just like that thinks i hate you it thinks you hate me or that you know you're doing something i think it's the heat okay or that you're doing something um you know you're you're doing something to I don't know take away my maybe it's it's more like it's okay it's more like the, <laughs> the time 
you know, like your time's more valuable than my time and you get to do what you want to do. It becomes this very much like hmm. um, sort of like, uh, you know, like she never thinks about me and blah, blah, blah. But it's, uh-huh. you know, it's much more once you pull it back, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Hmm. This is not something my person would do. Like, mm-hmm. you're feeling, you know, shame, or you're feeling guilt, or you're feeling judged, or you're feeling like, you know, your your perfectionist part is coming in, and, and it felt like maybe it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that creates shame. And because of that, you're turning this into some sort of you know, manipulative mm-hmm. game that you're you're playing, and it's it's funny how we can go to those depths to mm-hmm. create that, and it totally <clears throat> flips the narrative in terms of what you're looking at as the problem is completely not the problem whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and that there's like a fear underneath all of that. You mm-hmm. know, that was the thing that really struck me was like. Oh, God, it was just so powerful. I really do want to do a demonstration on here. I mean, we can always edit it out if you feel like it goes to too personal of a place, which it probably would. But um, just to kind of show how it works, because I think it's just incredible. Um, it's, yeah, can't recommend it enough. And I put in the newsletter some resources of, like, books you can read or a way to search for an IFS-specific therapist. Um because do you uh, do you name your parts? Yeah. One of your parts name. <clears throat> well, so the parts that came up this um, weekend, I had. So one day we did a training with this woman Cease, um, who was just God. I was so in love with her. She's so Chicago. Um, and it was a seminar all about your manager parts. So if you haven't read my newsletter, there's like the self. Just read my newsletter and this will make sense. But you have self and then you have these different parts that come up to protect you from feeling big, scary feelings like shame, which are exiles. And then there's a firefighter part and then a manager part. A manager part is the part of you, the parts of you that are like trying to fix your life so that you never kind of like slip below the surface and feel the scary feelings. It's like the part that kind of keeps you, you know, you afloat. It's the fix it part. And then the firefighter part is like the fuck it part. The part that's like, I'm going to numb myself out. I'm going to drink. I'm going to watch a million hours of Netflix. I'm going to like, and again, both of those things keep you from feeling what's underneath everything. Mm -hmm. And so this one was just about getting to the managers. It wasn't about going like underneath it really. And so for me, my manager was so vivid in this exercise. And it was like this part of me that like, was like running around the kitchen and I can hear like footsteps, like, like just like moving really, really fast and like somebody not making eye contact and just like saying super, super busy. And so for me, that part, I, in my head, I just kind of named it as just like this, like very busy part. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we did, 
I did some workshops around like motherhood and parenting. And so then I had a part that was um, like a guilt part that was coming up. So I kind of named them kind of after emotions. But I know you have a really fun name of one of your parts. Well, my firefighter is Fireman Sam. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Mm. I was thinking of the other one. Mad Dog. Guard Dog. Guard Dog. Okay. Yeah. Guard Dog is Hercules. Okay. Okay. And that's your manager, right? Yeah. Um, we kind of, yeah. Uh, we've got the Guard Dog and then the manager is okay. somewhat um, kind of some disparate, like a taskmaster, mm-hmm. a perfectionist, um, you know. Oh. I think we have one of our parts named Archie making an appearance. I'll go check. Okay. <clears throat> Sometimes he's like so sweet. It feels like he's tricking me. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm tired. And he asked me to put his stuff away and he turned off his bear and put it. It's just amazing. <sighs> Which is a lot of the stuff that came up in this training about reparenting yourself so that you can parent better was kind of the name of the seminar and so much of it was about instilling in children a trust in them like trusting their senses like if they say something is too hot or too cold or um like on the way home today he's like this is taking too long instead of like trying to reason with him and be like it's actually not that long being like oh this feels long for you um and like what just happened in there like so we now that he's older we put him in bed and we let him play with toys as long as he's in bed and he played for we've been doing this for 50 minutes he played in his bed for 50 minutes and then came out and just told us i'm tired and i'm ready to go to bed and like instilling and trusting that they actually have a pretty good intuition and obviously it doesn't mean that you let them do whatever but I don't know I kind of see it with him Mm -hmm. like if we with how he eats and I don't know it's just it's it it reminds me um I think my parents meant well but that that wasn't really often encouraged Mm -hmm. um you have to do things a certain way and um, I don't, don't know. leave the table until your right, plate's right, clean, right, right, right. You know, um, but also be skinny, be skinny, but don't leave your plate. It's like I can't do both, <laughs> um, and I, in fact, I don't want to do either. Um, but so that was really powerful this week, like hearing, and it's like something that I know intuitively, but to hear like you can kind of, and they were giving an example of like like when a kid is really dysregulated and like screaming and throwing things like that really the best thing you can kind of do is like check in with yourself and be like, okay, what's getting stimulated right now? Check in with your parts. And for me, it's often like feeling powerless, um, feeling like I need to fix it. Mm -hmm. Um, feeling yeah, powerless and like, I need to fix it. I think are my two. Um, and it's sometimes like, fuck it. (laughs) Um, and what they were saying is like, you know, to kind of stand back and like kind of emulate and suggest like to them 
you're going to handle this kind of how you're going to handle it. And it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And you know what your body needs. And if they move closer to you to give, like to give you a hug, like let them do that. But if they want distance, like let them take distance, like don't try to smother them. And like, you know, if they feel like they've got a lot of aggression, don't tell them like you can't hit, like give them a pillow and let them hit a pillow. And, you know, if they just want to cry, like just let them cry. And if they want to, you know, be alone, let them be alone and kind of just emulate this, like, you know what your body needs, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, not often, I think, the instinct. So anyway, yeah. just saying, like, I'm every time he does something like this, I'm like, right. Yeah. <laughs> he knows when he's tired. Or when he doesn't want you in the room. Yeah. And he tells you, yeah. Dada, can you close the door so you can't come in here? <laughs> Which, you know, is a bit of flawed reasoning. I mean, if I can close it, I can open it, but... But he trusts that you wouldn't open it if right. yes. he asked you not to come in, which is what happened tonight. It is what happened. Yeah. Does that... I imagine, in some ways, you feel relieved that you can take a bedtime routine off, but I have to imagine on another level that kind of stings. No, it doesn't, because for the same reason, I think that you, you're talking about, you know, how it's, you know, sort of heartwarming and uplifting to see him actually self-regulate assert himself, and assert yeah. himself. Yeah. like I, yeah. yeah i mean i i yeah. think that it's you know yeah yeah you kind of you can kind of admire it even mm-hmm. which is something i think parents should feel towards their kids sometimes and like i feel that way towards him sometimes where i'm like fuck yeah like mm-hmm. even if it's towards me like you know i'll be like i don't like that you did that and i'm mm-hmm. like Right, 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 right. You're right. Or like when he's really feeling himself and he's just like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. yeah. And he just shakes his hip and struts around. Yeah, and he puts his hand on his hip and he's like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Like he really does, yeah. When Mm -hmm. we ask him to look at himself in the mirror, he's like, oh, yeah. And then he was playing in his room tonight with Legos and he's he's at this place where like he wants one of us to be in there. But he doesn't really want me to interact. He just kind of wants me to be present. And he was talking to himself and like had this whole story of what was happening. And he was saying between the two characters, like, I just saved your whole life. And the other person was like, yeah, you did. Like, just, I was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, I had a few questions on my list of things to bring up, one of which I warned you about. I've now emailed you three times about whether or not you need to be picked up and dropped off for your vasectomy, and you won't respond to my fucking email. So I need to know. My clients can schedule two months out, which now means I need to know if I need to take time off to take you to and from this. Hmm. Can I... Um, can I get back to you on that? <laughs> Do you not know? Or are you I, just... I honestly, I, I remember they mentioned it, and I don't remember what they said. I mean, it would just seem odd to me. I guess it, I, I guess I could drive because it's like they. It's not like I'm put out, you know, put under. I'm just, you know, like, you know, my under area is put under, and then. Oh my god, I just typed in vasectomy do, and I was gonna be like, do you need to be driven? Do you want to hear the questions that auto-populated? Do you have any guesses? 
So do. So it's vasectomy do. I was going to type in vasectomy do you need to be driven. Okay. But, but it says vasectomy do. Vasectomy do. Do you have to have one? Do, do you, you still come? Do you still ejaculate? Do you mm. ejaculate? Do you still produce sperm? Do I need to shave? Will you ejaculate the same? Do I need a referral? Do you go under? Oh, wow. But none do I need to be driven. Just so many men's fears about... <laughs> do I need to be drug tested? You will not be allowed to drive yourself home. Hmm. You should... Oh, okay. Do you need a driver? Well, yes. Okay, now I need to fucking look at this. Sorry, any clients that might be listening to this and see me on December 14th, I'm going to Oh, have... sure. Just fucking broadcast this to the world. I'm going to have to move some things around. Okay. I'm surprised that you just wouldn't want to be there to support me in this. I do want to support you, but I also have a job. Yeah. It's just been like, even if you don't have to drive me home, just be like, I'd like to be there with you with Ashton that's really rich coming from somebody that didn't come away. to every single one of my appointments for Archie's pregnancy. Hey, we're not talking about you. Okay. This isn't, Clearly. This isn't you corner. Okay. You corner. Fuck off. Okay. Well, I need to make a note um, on my new app. Um, this is compelling podcasting right here. Well, if you would have emailed me back, I wouldn't have had to do this this way. So... Okay. What was it? Oh, December 14th. Okay. I can't believe you. Why why did you why didn't you respond? Just you send me emails. And you know how many emails I get? Like I just rather, you know, you just we just have a conversation. I I don't Like 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 this one? Yeah. Oh my god. We spend, yeah, we got uh, once a week we're... Because I want there to be a paper trail. Oh. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Okay. Why don't you text? Oh, my God. Because I want it to be in a place I can go, I can just search it. Okay. Just fucking respond to me. Oh, did you have anything on your list that you want to bring up? Um, what did I have on my see. We didn't get to... Is this a good time for a Lion's Corner? I mean, I hope you have something else to offer other than Lion's Corner. But yes, people, I've been, I've had one person say that they'll never get that time back. But most people have said that they want you to have this. So Here's one, getting to yourself, how do you get there? To my, like, capital S self. Capital S, not lower S. Capital S. Um, I mean, now by doing parts work, but I think... I mean, a lot of it, for me, I can easily access just by doing meditation and by taking some deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Yeah, journaling. Journaling, deep breaths. Um... Honestly, one thing I learned through this 
conference is that sometimes I access self by accessing a part. Mm. So like things I was thinking of while I was trying to come up with things was like maybe exercise, but in exercise, I tend to get a lot of parts come up, Mm -hmm. but then by seeing them there, myself kind of comes forward. And so like when I'm exercising, I have like a part of me that's like, um, this is too hard. I want to give up. Or I have a part that's like, um, you can't do this. You're not physically able to do this. Like, and then I have like a body image part that comes up and, um, but then I think myself is like, ah, my children are here, you know, like Mm. let me comfort and guide them and you know, kind of show them what they're, that's the kind of the energy I'm bringing to it now of like, Hmm. so you feel like your inner self is an adult myself. Yes. I think my parts are children. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you think? The inverse. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 That's, That's cute. Sweet. That's sweet. That's cute. It is cute. Well, and one thing they talked about is like there's self in parts and there are parts and like it's a little bit of both. But okay, so say more. So you think yourself is a child? Yeah, I think I think uh-huh. that um, if we're talking about you know that that part that is just sort of the the rawest you know yeah self isn't a part though yeah but okay if you're talking about Mm, okay 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 Okay, dick um i didn't mean you're a dick i mean richard richard um Yeah, I mean... I wonder if you're thinking about your exile, like the little part that you're... Maybe I am thinking of the exile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, no, my... The part that I'm, like, protecting is, like, baby angel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, what I realized this weekend is I think... I actually think I experienced the most relational trauma as a teenager. I think a lot of my early... Part, like I, I can see at least that's what's coming up so far is a lot of teenage stuff mm. um but maybe as time goes on it'll get younger and younger but yeah yeah no it's it's like we still haven't really put a finger on you know where some of that stuff mm-hmm. it's kind of you know i think that there is like you know when crones came up when i was in Sixth grade and that mm-hmm. sort of time period mm-hmm. seems to be something that's there. Sixth then, grade, yeah. Oh, I thought you were older. That's when you that's had your I surgery. When, when I was in, when I was older, I had my surgery. Okay, yeah, but the first time that it sort of you started to showed have, okay. itself. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, but you, were you diagnosed in sixth grade? No. Okay, but that's when you started having pain. Yeah. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah. Um. So I think that there's some, you know, trauma that's around yeah. that for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think different parts, you know, stem from different places. But um, was that cat? Cat. Yeah, it's cat. Um, raccoon. Raccoon, sure. raccoon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how I, I think meditation, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, my, my most recent, I think, revelation is like, actually getting activated lately has helped me find 
my kind of core self, the part that's like very calm and compassionate and mm-hmm. curious and like I feel in flow and not thinking so much. Um, it's actually first having them present myself because now I can see them. I can see their exaggerated nature a little bit better. Like they used to feel like me, you know, mm-hmm. like we had a fight a couple of weeks ago and I was like, you know, I had this kind of emotional outburst that I think a couple of years ago I would have been like, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. if you feel something really strongly, I think you can feel like, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah. And I very quickly, because it was so exaggerated, I was able to be like, oh, yeah. I was more able, I think, to identify it where historically I would have been like, and that's what happens when something feels very close to the, close to the chest. You can feel like, no, that's just, that's just true. That's just who I am. Yeah. Um, they're really good those parts at mm-hmm. you know doing what they're what they're set out to do and mm-hmm. you know making you feel like you know that's the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. there's nothing else exists this is what exists this is true uh-huh. yeah they're good sales sales people it's like how do you know when you're in a part versus self and one person said um when it's encouraging disconnection from other people. And I was like, yeah, you're in self when you're in, when you're not, you're in a part when you're being encouraged to like disconnect, because even if you're upset with somebody else, you can say that, you know, like when, when I was mad at you the other day, it was like, you know, basically like when I am in part, I'm like, I don't need anyone else. Fuck it. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't need other people. It's fine. Um, and yeah, I can still be upset with you, which I was, (laughs) and I can communicate that from self, you know, by the, when I was in a part, what I was thinking was like, you know, fuck you. You never take care of me. You, you know, who, you know, it's just me by myself. So like, fuck it, you know, versus when I'm in self, I can say, Yesterday I felt really hurt and all I really needed was for you to listen. And mm. I know this is hard for you too. <laughs> you Isn't know? that wild that those two things are coming at the same problem yeah. in totally different ways. And right. one is so distancing and one uh-huh. is so... Yeah, my firefighter is like, blow up my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't need a husband. I don't need a co-parent. It's just like cat with explosion. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a cat with a glass. Like Stan, Stan just now was like, what if I just knock this over Mm -hmm. versus myself being like, yeah, I'm really tired and I just needed you to listen. And it felt like you were adding one more thing to my plate. That's good. Yeah. I think I've got one more. One more thing? Yeah. So this one is, you know, kind of a subjective. Well, it's more objective. Okay. Um, And I guess it's like, how do you feel about this statement? Like, Okay. 
agree, disagree, heavily agree. <laughs> Are the Detroit Lions the best team in the NFL? <laughs> well, you told me today that they have the second best record in the NFC. Correct. Yeah. So they're not the best, um, just according to the record. Um, right. But you know that I um, don't really partake in watching anymore, but mm. I love MCDC, Motor City Dan Campbell. Mm. Um, I feel a lot of good energy. I mean, that hard knocks last year did a real number on, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are in your corner. Mm. Um I would love to see you guys do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're happy that you would love to see it. Yeah. Mm. You're on a bye week this week. When's your next game? Who do you play? Um, next game is the Chargers okay. in two weeks. Okay. Um, How are they doing this year? Um, they've, they've got a losing record currently, but, man, they're feisty. Okay. You Who's know? their QB? Justin Ebert. See, that's the weird thing. It's Herbert. Oh. Also can be called, maybe the H is silent, and Ebert. Oh. It's funny. I had Air my Bear. ag teacher was Justin, but it was Ebert. Your ag teacher? Yeah. <laughs> In high school? You know you are from a small <laughs> town when <laughs> you not only had an agricultural teacher, but you call him an ag teacher. Yeah. I listened to, I, I learned how to uh, weld, okay? So mm-hmm. um, it was also in that class that there was... I've never a, seen you weld anything. Well, yeah, you need a lot of equipment, but I learned how to weld. That was part of the you class. You think if I gave you the equipment right now, you could just weld me something? I mean, it's very hot and scary, and you have to have like the right eye equipment. But yeah, um, it was also in this class that one girl in my grade um, had weed in her pocket and forgot about it. And then she just ate it like raw weed. Hmm. Um, was, she, was there a pat down going on? I think she class? was scared of that. I think she might have been paranoid <laughs> from previous weed she had consumed that day. But <laughs> But I'll never forget. She was like sitting in the window and like she had like a bag, like a Ziploc baggie, like the really, really not the sandwich bag, but like the one even smaller than that as uh-huh. like a rectangle. And she was eating it. Um, Would it's her name sound like meth Han? What does that mean? Like her name and not to, you know, to try to hide her name. It's her first name sound like meth. <laughs> not her but they were friends okay yeah yeah i don't want to say her name because i actually think she lives in denver um gotcha but yeah there were so many good stories about her she was amazing she in junior high she um forged her dad's name but spelled his name wrong Oh wow. my god. Yeah, That's she a, was a stitch. She was a stitch. Um just so close just almost being a, a criminal. Right, right, right. Just right. not quite <laughs> She had the she had the want. She had, she had the, the want, want. too. Uh-huh. She had the go get 'ems, but the execution fell just a little short. Criminal conviction, but just not follow through. <laughs> You're killing lacking. me with the methane comment. <laughs> I thought you were making like I was like meth methane? Yeah. Meth and. Well, Meth Ann might listen to this. 
<laughs> That's why I was <laughs> protecting the names of the innocent. Oh my god. Names are changed. What do they say? The the na- the stories are true. The names have been changed, changed to, to protect. protect the innocent. Yes. Unless you're watching Fargo and then it's like to protect the guilty. Yeah, something like that. Which starts again soon. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't watch the last one. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's a weird sound. Um, okay. Well, I think that's all we had to offer for this week. Yeah. Is I there... think we really put it out there. You, know? you think so? Yeah. Well, it's nice to be back at it. I feel like we had a lot to talk about, and it'll be nice next week to maybe, like... Hone in. We had a lot of catching up to do. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I'm going to write about this week. I don't have a lot of days to figure it out. So, yeah, I think it'll be probably something simple. Um, like, but we'll see. We got the holidays coming up, so I'm going to do favorite soups. Favorite soups. Um, we got the holidays coming up, so I'm going to do some like holiday specific ones. I was thinking about doing some like. Um, stuff around gratitude because it's Thanksgiving but not like in the boring gross way but like Mm -hmm. in like really what is it and how to foster it Mm -hmm. and then also I was thinking like just like simple breathing techniques could be helpful because we're about to spend time with a lot of you know people are about to spend a lot of time with family and I think just like knowing how to breathe and calm your central nervous system can go a really long way Mm -hmm. Um, because studies have even shown when you go around like family of origin your brain actually changes it reverts and the idea that you're going to execute any sort of like really sophisticated skill is probably unlikely but your ability to tap into like your breath and a little bit more physical mindfulness is i think a little bit more accessible sure um so that's on the horizon but definitely not next week but soon more teasers more teasers Teasum, baby, teasum, baby, teasum, 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 teasum. Okay, so before we go, just a reminder that we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you to. And this is a pay to play. <laughs> We'd like you to review, and yes. um, and then yes. also another... we want to hear. Are we doing it? Are we doing the goods? You know, like we need to know. Yeah, we need to know what you Are we think. Doing you good or doing you dirty? Um, and then also a thing that I've been meaning to say, but I keep forgetting to say, is I'd love to see some word of mouth stuff. So like, if you're enjoying it, share it with people you love and people you think that might like it. And yeah, um, womb us, womb, womb us, word, word, word of, of mouth. mouth. Oh, womb. Um, yeah, I, I think that's something that would be like a really special milestone to see it being shared like that. So if you're liking it, share it, and we'll see you guys next week, same time. Same same bad channel. Yeah. Okay. Booge. Booge. Hi, everybody. Just a quick disclaimer that the information provided on Dialoguing and this podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume here, this is based solely on your decision and 
Dialoguing in this podcast cannot be held liable for the consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming dialoguing in this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any actions, whether recommended or not. This podcast provides educational and informational resources that are intended to help listeners thrive in their lives. You nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing dialoguing on Substack or this podcast does not create a therapist-client relationship. Nothing in dialoguing is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical provider.